It seems the upcoming federal election is being drowned out by the mudslinging and rhetoric, which is distracting from the real issues affecting us all. It's not just one party, it's all of them. Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. Here at the cafe, we aim to bring you guests and issues for discussion and debate. The Unpublished Cafe is part of the Unpublished Media suite of websites created to inform and educate Canadians on current affairs and political issues. Each podcast delves into a different issue in a nonpartisan way so listeners and viewers can share their informed opinions with Canadians and their local MPs through unpublishedottawa.com and unpublished.vote. The upcoming federal election will be a focus for us to bring you a balanced view of the parties and their policies. On the podcast today, we'll bring you health care to the front of the bus for discussion. Each party has its approach to the issue, and we'll endeavor to bring you each one's ideas so you can gauge who might get your vote. Joining us to talk health care is Greg Malone, health critic for the Green Party. He's running in Avalon, Newfoundland. First, I'm pleased to be joined by Marilyn Gladue. Conservative Shadow Cabinet, Health Critic, and MP for Sarnia Lambton. Thank you for joining us, Marilyn. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, Canadians are, are very protective of health care. We, you know, we just look down down below the 49th parallel and, and we, you know, pat ourselves on, on the back about uh, how good we've got it. But what shortfalls are you seeing with health care in Canada right now? Well, we've got a real challenge in Canada because we have an aging demographic. We have one in six seniors right now. That'll be one in four in the next five years. And we're seeing a shift to more chronic disease. So we're going to need more money in the healthcare system, not less. So uh, my leader, Andrew Scheer, uh, wrote letters to all of the provinces and territories to guarantee that under a conservative government, we're going to maintain and increase the healthcare transfers and the social transfers. All right. So you increase the, uh, the transfers, but where does that funding come from? Well, the federal government today gives $40 billion of transfers to the provinces and territories. And so we will continue to increase that uh, with inflation. And then in addition to that, we will come with a plan for this aging demographic. Across the country, we see uh, shortages of doctors and nurses and healthcare workers of all kinds. And the current government has no plan. So we will come with a plan to address the resource gaps, Uh, to come with some solutions for some of the failing infrastructure in our, frankly, old hospitals, especially in rural areas, and then um, a strategy for addressing uh, the the people medications access. There's a number of things that are on the minds of Canadians, and we will come with the solutions for those. All right, let's talk about the doctor shortage. And, and, you know, we we hear anecdotally about all these people who have been searching for years to get a family doctor and still are looking for for one what can i know you you say that you you have a plan what how do you get uh reduce that doctor shortage in canada well I, the the fact today is that there are uh, enough doctors between the doctors that were graduating and those that we could bring into the country from places that are accredited. But as I traveled across the country, for example, Cape Breton was missing 52 emergency room physicians and a vascular surgeon. So if you got an artery cut there, you would lose an, a limb or die because they couldn't get you to Halifax in time. And that's totally unacceptable um, as, uh, as Canadians. So one of the, the models that's working very well is a model that has multiple family doctors as well as nurse practitioners um, in a clinic environment that has you know accessible hours. 
especially in areas that are rural. You know, if you only have one doctor uh, and he's working 80 hours in all the on-call emergency, it's hard to attract them. So this family clinic model is is a model that I think delivers an excellent service at a better cost. Marilyn Gladu is joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. She's the health critic for the Conservative Shadow Cabinet and the MP for Sarnia-Lampton as we talk about health care, one of the key issues heading up to the federal election. Uh, you know, we've talked that we talked about seniors and uh, a lot of uh, what, what's, you know, uh, we talk about the great tsunami that's heading our way or if it's not washing over us already. Palliative care is, is very, very uh, a big concern of yours. Why is that? Well, I brought forward a private member's bill that was actually unanimously supported by all parties to get consistent access uh, to palliative care for all Canadians. I didn't know that 70% of Canadians have no access at all. And so um, together with the Minister of Health, uh, we put together a framework to uh, address all these different things, to train up the people that need to deliver the palliative care, to invest in hospice and infrastructure such as broadband internet so people can take advantage of virtual palliative care. So there's a, a, a good plan, but uh, you know the government's been slow to implement it. Under the Conservatives, certainly, I'll be a strong advocate for that. One of the biggest issues facing healthcare in Canada right now is, is the opioid crisis. And, and how would a Conservative government approach dealing with that? Indeed. 10,000 Canadians have died in the last four years under the Liberal Watch. And so we believe that their approach has been totally uh, unacceptable. We want to see a focus on prevention and recovery. You know, there's, there's wait times of up to two years to get a recovery bed to get off drugs. And so we really want to see people um, get into recovery, get their lives back, and we want to spend time up front preventing people from getting on drugs in the first place. So there's a number of measures there, both in keeping fentanyl from coming into the country, in making sure that we are not over-prescribing opioids for medical procedures and dental uh, procedures, and I think educating the public about the harms of drugs in the current situation. How do you keep fentanyl out of the country? Well, right now, um, the bulk of the fentanyl is coming in from China. And so we have um, a lot of evidence that the Port Authority in Vancouver could step up the border inspection efforts there, especially with things that are originating from China. And I think we should partner as well with the U.S., who has um, worked with China to define fentanyl as a controlled substance and has got them implementing some control procedures for the U.S. We need to uh, get in that uh, team and uh, implement the same. Now, uh, a national pharmacare program, and that's been uh, bandied around by several parties. What's uh, the Conservatives' approach when it comes to pharmacare in Canada? Well, we believe that people should have reasonable access to their medications, but we are definitely not a fan of the $40 billion national pharmacare program that the Liberals and NDP are looking at. Um, 98% of Canadians already have a plan. And for many of those with private coverage, they don't want to go to a public plan that has less coverage. So we will come with a solution that will address the 660,000 who don't have a plan. And in addition to that, a framework for rare disease medications that are extremely expensive and today are, are not covered at all and are causing a lot of hardship. Now, you know, from, from your view, uh, do you expect health care to be one of the key issues, defining issues of this coming, uh, this coming election? Well, if you look at uh, the pollsters, they will tell you that health care is one of the top three voter intentions. 
you know, people care about um, jobs in the economy, they care about the environment, and they care about health care. So I think Canadians will be talking about it, and we'll be looking for a party that actually has a plan and a solution to come, because, as you've said, there is an aging tsunami, um, there's a rise in obesity, and there's a huge mental health and addictions issue to be addressed. Marilyn, I want to thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Have a great day. Marilyn Gladue is the Conservative Shadow Cabinet Health Critic and MP for Sarnia Lambton. I want to thank Marilyn for joining us. We've reached out to the Liberals and the NDP to discuss health care, but neither was available for today's show. We will talk to them before the election to give you their views. Now, to get some perspective on the Green Party's health care platform, it's Greg Malone. He is the health care critic for the party. How are you, Greg? Great. Nice to be here. Well, I'm glad you could join us. And, you know, okay, some people would know, remember your name from obviously when you were on Codco as, as well, going back when you ran for the, for the NDP, you know, finishing right. a very close second. Yeah. What made you jump from the NDP to the Green Party? Well, after the uh, last time I said uh, I'm not really a politician, I was glad I didn't get elected, actually. <laughs> and I, thought, I went back to my life in art, and I have been very happy in there since. But, uh, you know, I've always been very, very interested in the environment and worked for the environment and also for health. For the last three years, I've been active with a group called Coalition for Alternatives to Pesticides, trying to limit the amount of toxic pesticides in the environment that's adversely affecting especially our children. Uh, so that's the kinds of things that I've been interested in. And, and I, I, I didn't think I would run for politics again. But then when Elizabeth called me, she's, uh, I, I, you know, she calls me every time it's an election. We're good friends. And every time I say, no, Elizabeth, I can do anything for you. I love you, but I can't run. <laughs> and this time she called and said, now, before you say no, uh, i got to tell you, Greg, that this, this election is probably the most important one of our lives. And that uh, this next five to six years, this is our window of opportunity to do something. And if we don't, we, you know, we run the risk that climate crisis will become climate chaos. We won't be able to manage it after the next five or six years. This, this, this is it. We've put it off too long, and, and now we're up against it. So I'm looking for everyone to get involved here. And I mean, uh, you know, I, she's right. No matter what I do, my, you know, theater shows, I write a book, I do all this. I feel like I'm kind of, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, what's the big thing behind me looming that I'm not dealing with? And it's, you know, the existential crisis of, uh, of, uh, of the planet and, and, and what we're facing after years and years of environmental abuse and uh, what we're going to do about it. So I said, um, you know, I think you're right, Elizabeth. I, I actually think you're right. And uh, I'm, you know, over 70, but I'm not willing to check out and leave it all to my children and grandchildren to sort out the mess that we've made. I mean, this is not an act of God. We made it. We can fix it. So this is it. I'm jumping in here to try and work with all the young people who are so concerned about their future. Uh, and I'm going to see if we can do something to make it look a little brighter, a little more stable for them, as opposed to what it is now. And, uh, you know, when you close your eyes, you think about your grandchildren's future, you, you know, it's, it's very alarming. Oh, very <laughs> it's not, much. A bri it's not yeah. something that's a consoling thought. So I want to make it a happier thought to think about their future than it is right now for us. Let's talk. Let's talk. Why I'm in it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about uh, healthcare. And, and, you know, there's a number of issues that, that are facing Canadians right now. And uh, I, I yeah. think one of the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, uh, things is uh, a national pharmacare program. That's been bandied about by yeah. a number of yeah. parties. And, and what does the green party feel uh, about a national pharmacare program? 
totally 100% committed to universal pharmacare, just like we have universal health care. It should be part of the package. Uh, it should always have been part of the package. Other industrialized nations with uh, universal health care have pharmacare. We're the only one who doesn't. It's time to, you know, up our game here and protect all Canadians. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's um, uh, a definite platform of ours, and there's no quibble with that. Can can Canadians afford it though? Absolutely, we can afford it. It'll bring the cost of drugs down for one thing. And I want to do a lot, uh, really, to lessen our dependence on drugs. So I think we're going to find a better balance in the end. You know, in terms of cost, Ed, uh, do you know that right now, uh, all of the provinces, this is provincial budgets we're talking about here, but the percentage of the provincial budget that most provinces spend on health care is 50 50% of provincial budgets go for health care. I mean, you know, what family can afford to spend 50% of their income on health care? Uh, it's not sustainable. Uh, those are numbers are in, in 1975, we spent 15, 15% of our, of our budget on health care, and our health was generally better. Now our health is much worse. We have epidemics of childhood neurological uh, um, uh, diseases, uh, we have uh, epidemic epidemic rates of certain cancers, and now since no, the mid '90s, we have a spike and an epidemic in digestive diseases, and especially with our youth, like Crohn's, colitis, IBS. This is unheard of, and, and colorectal cancer now is spiking. So, what is going on here? We need to look at the not just the symptoms, but at the causes of these huge escalations in diseases that were formerly unknown or very rare. And there's a bunch of them. And medical associations, doctors like the uh, Canadian uh, Association for Physicians for the Environment are warning about this endlessly in, 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 in report after report. They are saying that there is strong evidence that, uh, you know, uh, pesticides are causing a pandemic of diseases among us notably neurological disorders among our children, cancer, and endocrine disruptions. And we are not dealing with that. That's the elephant in the room, really, that, that we're not dealing with. And I think we're going to have to turn around and face that and um, give, try to give our, 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 our population more protection. Ontario is pretty good. Ontario has about the best rate of protecting their populations from toxic substances. They ban about, what, 125 active mm -hmm. ingredients, Newfoundland bans five. We're the worst, you know. So it's very uneven across the country. I want to protect the whole country, and I want to have a good look at this and see if we can get the numbers more in balance. Those numbers are way out of balance, and they're a warning sign to us. And our health care system is maxed out. The great people who work in it, and they are great people, they really dedicate themselves, most of the people in the health care system. They're, they're, they're overwhelmed. It's, it's not them. It's it's the system and what's coming at them that we have to look at. Greg Malone is joining us on the Unpublished Cafe, health critic for the Green Party. He'll be running in Avalon, Newfoundland in the upcoming federal election. And you talked about all the great people in, in the health care system who work in the health care system, but, you know, the, we need more. That's the problem right now. We have a doctor shortage across this country. And, and how does the Green Party look to, to improve on that? Well, um, you know, there's a couple of strategies for that. For, one, for The first thing, I'd like for all Canadians to lessen uh, the amount of disease that we are dealing with. 
right there. Uh, I want to lessen the amount of disease. Our, the rates of cancer, of neurological disorders, are way too high. There's something wrong there. We have to bring those rates down. We have to clean up the food supply, look at the environmental uh, impact of spraying, you know, uh, pesticides around areas where children are. We, this, there's no protection in some provinces from people from spraying Roundup around daycares and, 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 and preschools. But so that's one thing I want to do. And then the other side of this, it's an education thing. We're going to uh, eliminate student deaths and we are going to uh, provide free post-secondary education. So students, doctors, young doctors leaving school will not have a crushing debt and will not have to rush to the highest paying job to service those debts, but are free to go to parts of Canada where they might like to live, but they won't get quite as much money as other parts. And so we're hoping to encourage uh, a new generation of doctors, more doctors and doctors with, uh, you know, the... Uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of doctors don't want to live in big cities, but they, mm. but they have to have a, a high-paying practice to pay for their debt. And we want to free them up to make the choice to go to smaller places, more adventurous, uh, with a more adventurous lifestyle, perhaps, for them. Um, so, so those are two strategies that, that we have to, uh, to, to look at the shortage of doctors and the shortage of medical profession. But I mean, I don't know if we have so much a shortage of medical staff as uh, uh, an unacceptable increase in disease rates in certain areas. One of the other key issues facing the healthcare system right now, and I guess it's affecting a number, a number of others as well, is the opioid crisis. And uh, yeah. what, what, what's the concern of the Green Party there? Well, I'm very concerned. The, the, the opioid crisis uh, is uh, caused by perfectly legal pharmaceutical drugs that were developed at great cost and then sold under false pretenses. The pharmaceutical companies, uh, whether it's Purdue, Johnson & Johnson, they knew that this stuff was highly addictive and they did not tell us that. They kept that information back so that they could recoup their investment on the sale of the drugs. The more people on drugs, the better it is for their financial interests. And too often, pharmaceuticals serve their financial interests at the cost of Canadians' health and North Americans' health. And the opioid crisis is the classic glaring example of that. That's the other mm -hmm. elephant in the room. Pharmaceuticals are some of the wealthiest corporations in the world. Their in, in, annual income surpasses banks, their rate of return. They are hugely wealthy. And they are bought into the media across the country. It's very hard to find a story criticizing them on the media. You know? Mm -hmm. But we need to look at what they're doing here. They have, it's in their interest to have people on drugs. That's, that's, that's a potential for corruption and abuse. And we've seen corruption in Bruce. And so we have to, to, to stop these loopholes and take a much more jaundiced look at, at the pharmaceutical uh, industry generally. Uh, I mean, you know, they invest millions and sometimes more, hundreds of millions, developing drugs, and they want to get their money back. But sometimes they develop a drug that's deadly. And it's tempting for them to just go ahead and put it out anyway and get their money back.
but we, we can't allow that. That's what's happened with the, with more than the opioid crisis with with, with several drugs. So you know, it's a, it's a problem. Uh, Greg, we 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 talk about uh, you know the rising number of seniors in this country. Obviously, it's going to put an impact on on health the healthcare system, long term care and palliative mm-hmm. care in particular. And mm-hmm. how does the Green Party plan on tackling those issues? Well, you know, we would like to see uh, better health for seniors, of course, and uh, and we'd like to see seniors living the life that they want to live, staying home for as, as long as they want to stay home. But uh, we will also want to get a lot more uh, home supports for those people who do want to stay home than we have now. We want to give seniors more choice in the kind of life they're able to live when they're old. And, you know, there's lots of restrictions that you have to live with, but we want to give them as much choice as possible uh, when it comes to their, uh, their, their retirement and their final years. Um, but uh, uh, that's, that's basically it we're going to do, you know. And, and of course, pharmacare for seniors is, is a major issue, and all healthcare matters mm-hmm. for seniors are a major issue. But, you know, I'd like to improve our, our, our general health and lifestyle so that people are living longer free of disease. Nowadays, we're kind of, we don't cure so many diseases as we manage diseases. Mm-hmm. A lot of our hospitals are disease management centers, not, you know, it, it, so we, we don't want to be just managing disease all day. We want to get rid of disease. <laughs> and I think that we're not looking at the root causes for a lot of these degenerative diseases of old age, which we might do without. Lots of populations around the world live a long time without the degenerative diseases that we associate with old age. Those, a lot of those diseases are not necessary uh, to get when we get just because we get old, you know. Mm-hmm. But of course, you're going to have more health problems anyway when you get old, even if you're healthy. We understand that. Greg, I want to thank you for joining us. Ed, it's been most interesting talking to you, and thanks for the opportunity. Greg Malone is the Green Party health critic, and he'll be running in the riding of Avalon, Newfoundland, in the upcoming election. And now it's your turn to get involved in the discussion. We want to know which party has your support when it comes to health care. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote. I want to thank Marilyn Gladue, health critic for the Federal Conservatives, and Greg Malone, health critic for the Green Party. And I want to thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand.